0: Hey guys, welcome back to Bubbles and Biz. Uh, this week's episode is awesome. Um, my guest is Tyler Horsley and he is the CEO of Nuclear Networking. Um, it's an SEO and digital marketing agency located in Denver. And if SEO confuses you or intimidates you or overwhelms you, you'll want to listen to this episode because he explains so many valuable tips to know about seo and digital marketing in general in such a way that's easy to understand Um, he seriously has some great um, analogies and examples so um, it's a great conversation we have a lot of fun kind of geeking out on marketing stuff and seo so grab a glass and let's chat welcome to bubbles and biz where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs hi i'm nicole bernard and i'll be your host I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. and welcome back to bubbles and biz where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs uh this week i'm super excited to chat with another um person in the marketing space his name is tyler horsley and he is the ceo of nuclear networking an seo and digital marketing agency in denver so thanks so much for joining me
1: thank you for having me i appreciate it
0: (laughs) yeah how's the weather over there like is it sunny or it's pretty sunny usually in denver
1: it is. Yeah, that's kind of the secret we don't share, by the right. way, because everyone <laughs> thinks it's super snowy and treacherous and, uh, you know, that helps. But no, we actually got hit pretty hard yesterday with a big blizzard and now it's sunny and it's all melting.
0: So Ugh, <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, it does sound fantastic. Everybody thinks Oregon winters are like full of snow. And I'm like, no, it's just rain. <laughs> it's right? just rain for yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So, yeah. Well, awesome. And you just popped your champagne. What kind did you get? I did.
1: Yeah, so yeah, thank you again. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, Mum uh, Napa. So.
0: Yay. Did you, is it the rose or the brute? I can't remember which one I said.
1: Uh, it's the brute. Yep. Oh, yay.
0: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, cool. Well, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd love to learn, like, you know, how you got to where you are now, CEO of, you know, a marketing agency in Denver? Like, were you always in marketing or did you kind of like segue yeah. into it or, you know, just all of that fun stuff?
1: I think I made the weirdest jump. Uh, I've been listening to a lot of other people's stories, you know, I've been in space for quite a while, but probably the the most odd career leap. Um, <laughs> I used to work in uh, federal intelligence. So I started off at the ever-loving IRS. Um, I, yeah. And then uh, worked at uh, Department of Homeland Security and then did some uh, military contracting. And now I'm here. So not marketing uh, always. And yeah. but where I will say, I mean, there's a lot of strengths that transfer the investigative mm-hmm. skills, obviously. Right. Um, you know, uh, the profiling.
0: Yeah. Stuff, I bet you great. do a heck of a competitor analysis. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's where they live. No, I'm just
0: kidding. Right.
1: <laughs> like this got really weird. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's been fun. I love this space. Um, more, you know, talkative and, and like to be social uh, mm-hmm. and uh, they teach a lot of command presence and federal law enforcement. And while that's important, um, I like to have fun and smile and yeah. do other things with people and, and grow businesses. So it's, uh, kind of how I got into this space.
0: Awesome. And how long have you been in
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, Since 2010.
0: Oh, okay. Oh, so a while. Yeah.
1: You know, math, 12 years now. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, been been in for a while and uh, we started out maybe like most, but I don't know, not really saying no uh, Mm -hmm. to the right clients that we should be, trying to sell everything at once instead of just niching down into something and doing it really well. And so, you know, we actually started as like social media management. Right. You know, that was really hot. Uh, at the time and, and, um, yeah, so have turned completely, uh, into a 180 and now we're hyper-technical, um, you know, onsite, offsite SEO, link building. Uh, we do a lot of AI development as well. So we just turned into big tech nerds. So
0: awesome. <laughs> That's, yeah, I remember the early days too. It's like, somebody's like, oh yeah, I'll pay you 50 bucks a month. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. You know? Like yeah.
1: What did you need done? your laundry? You got
0: right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, awesome. So you guys, you specialize in, did I see on your website too, paid ads, like pay-per-click and yeah. SEO? Okay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh core competencies, if, if I can kind of boil them down to three, and I know they're really high parent level, but seo first and foremost is what i'd lead with and mm-hmm. compete with anyone really on and it's um again hyper-technical on-site and uh, off-site so that's link health management um it's it's link acquisition and basically you know a, a accelerated rank increase mm-hmm. we focus on there and I, I know i'm using for a lot of listeners it's like wow fancy terms and for all the seos they're like that's really generic terms <laughs> but it's anybody can really say anything but it's just just to really emphasize like um that is the core competency uh secondary uh paid advertising right so multi-platform that's all your social platforms uh that's all your google platforms not just search but you know shopping youtube remarketing you name it um and so those two you know working together in tandem um, provides pretty sound results for uh you know people regardless of uh, their goals Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think the third one is the most important, which kind of drives everything else, which is marketing strategy. So mm-hmm. that's the entire, you know, like we were talking about earlier, competitor deconstructs and what are other people doing in the space? What is your actual offer? It can't just be, hey, we're, you know, we sell cars. It's like what right. everyone does. Like what what's really going to drive these individuals to convert on your site and mm-hmm. helping people kind of map that all out before they actually spend money to execute. So
0: yeah, I love that because I feel like <clears throat> a lot of people jump in that I've talked to, they jump into the ads and the SEO, like a lot of that without the strategy and without quite understanding all of it. And then um, sadly, you know, lose a lot of money in the process. That's
1: that's right. And you know what, if it's positioned right, um, if if a company were to approach, you know, organizations, and and certainly we've had downfalls when we first started, you know, Mm -hmm. organizations, it's like, just like hiring an auto mechanic, like they know how to work on cars, but they may not know how to properly communicate everything that they're doing to their, mm-hmm. their clients. In the marketing space, if you position, "Hey, look, you you should run paid ads. We should do this level of SEO and these types of campaigns as a test budget." Like that's the big biggest word because it is necessary when conducting market research to actually drive real humans <laughs> to the offer <laughs> to the website and see right. how they respond. You can guess all day, right? But you don't right. really know until you have sound data. So positioning is everything.
0: Yes, I love that. So people listening, you know, if there's, you know, a lot of business owners, entrepreneurs, some people are, um, you know, still kind of in their full-time job trying to transition to a full-time, you know, in their business. And everybody hears SEO, search engine optimization. Do you have any like kind of lower level tips of how people could, you know, at least get started or start thinking about it or understand it <laughs> to start with.
1: Yeah, I know. Well, yeah, I'd say if, if, and, and at some point in time, I'll probably build some sort of an educational resource on how to shop for marketing companies. Cause that's yeah. one of
0: the coolest. Oh God. I, I see people burned all the time and I'm like, I, I'm so sorry. Like,
1: yep. Yeah. So, I mean, um, this is one of the few industries where, and not to become an expert, but at least to know enough to be dangerous, I would self-educate, you know, look at YouTube. Unfortunately there is no internet police or or law around what you can or can't say in this space. Um, but I think that collectively, um, because you know, YouTube is very much in a way like a democracy because the more video views and the more likes and engagement, those tend to rank higher or show Mm up better. And, um, you know, So I I would pick like five. (laughs) You know, (laughs) what is SEO? What is link building? What you know? uh, Because SEO is a really broad term, Mm -hmm. and a lot of you know listeners, depending on what businesses and more that they're in, a lot of people think of content right out of the gate. Certainly Mm -hmm. important, Um, but sometimes that's all they think about. Or other people are like, yeah, I've read about you know keyword optimization and keyword research and all this stuff, and. It's like well, there's content. There's videos on on-site SEO or technical SEO. There's videos on off-site SEO or link building. I would watch, you know, up to five and try to gather even some of the uh, language they just use. You know, um, mm-hmm. that's where I would start. And then certainly, most SEO companies will give out free stuff: mm-hmm. you know, free education, free consultation, free market share analysis, competitor deconstructs, and. I'd say use them, you know, even if you're yeah. frankly not planning on signing up for anything, at least that'll help in your educational process. And and when you start hearing the same consistencies, people saying the same thing over and over about your site, you know, a lot of those things will click. But um, I think that's a good way to get started. i mm-hmm. just, you know, entering into the space and learning more about it before, you know, just paying a company to do it for you.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> totally. I agree. It's a lot to wrap your head around, you know, because there's a lot of different lanes to go down. So I think, you know, a lot of people, yeah, just start or start trusting and and it doesn't turn out the way that they meant, but they don't quite know how to ask the right questions. You know what I mean? So yeah.
1: You don't know what you don't know, right? Yeah. How do you do due diligence in a space where you're not familiar? So, you know, that's like one of the first signs I'd, I'd say is like, look for a vendor or a partner who is willing to educate. Because if they're willing to do that and it's not just about getting you into a monthly fee, like that's a really good quality. You yeah. Know,
0: yeah, I love that you share that because I totally, I totally agree. Awesome. So what is, um, you know, a lot of SEO mistakes that you see kind of commonly made?
1: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mistakes I've made or? No, 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 I'm that you said, yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: Wait, let me pull out my list. and no, I'm just kidding. I know.
1: It's, yeah. Um, mistakes so i I overthink these types of questions because to to kind of mention one thing could assume that the person didn't do due diligence and i certainly don't want that to come off negative to the business owner so (laughs) i will answer this in the framework of a company trying to do seo on their own whether through a vendor uh, or or in-house what are the mistakes i see commonly made i'd say not fully integrating all aspects of seo Mm. Uh, meaning again back to my content um conversation or comment it's a lot of individuals think no 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 i have i have seo covered you know my niece uh kara she's blogging for us once a month so it's like (laughs) so like what we use a lot in our spaces is i try to use metaphors and word pictures and more to kind of educate in the space which is normally you know pretty convoluted or confusing or can be intimidating sometimes but you know think of your website as a home and if you had a home a beautiful home like we're talking about colorado be living out here so it's like if you had a cabin up in breck you know right at a ski resort that is your website and maybe it's beautiful or frankly maybe it needs redone right some people's Mm -hmm. do so you have this beautiful website and then you go in and you build all these rooms and the rooms are the equivalent to content this is for people to come in and engage and learn about who you are and what you do or what you sell right so metaphorically right the kitchen the den the living room the patio so a lot of people in business are are with me up until now. It's like, great. I have a website. I have content. I have rooms in this home. Mm-hmm. So they'll go out and they'll create more and more content because they heard online that if you continue creating content, it'll help you rank. Mm-hmm. So I'd say, well, the more content you have on your site, Google has content that they can crawl that better helps bots understand who you are and what you're trying to achieve. And where people typically stop is now they have a cabin and it's gorgeous and no one knows that it exists and it's like well i built all these rooms and i've been (laughs) for like seven years and what you can do for those who are more technical or you can even look this up uh probably on youtube too but if you have analytics installed go look at popularity by page so basically you can actually pull up traffic not just holistic site traffic you know here's how many hits i'm getting a month but what pages on my site are actually getting visits and what most people will soon find out is all of that content I've been writing for years, no one's reading it.
0: Yeah. They're going and, to the homepage, right?
1: <laughs> yep. Everybody's on the homepage. And, and this can be for lack of internal back backlinking or just no linking at all mm-hmm. uh, being done. But yeah, so the, the really sad part about that is if humans aren't reading your content, eventually Google's like, meh, <laughs> whether yeah. it's the index or it's just, it's not going to serve you. So, right. Man, paid a lot of this money for quality content that Google would love to read, but they've stopped. And so now you're not even getting the SEO value. It's like this room that's just in the back that's locked and no one ever goes in there. And so not, not considering backlink building and the importance of internal and offsite links. Mm-hmm. That is one of the biggest mistakes. Uh, and one, one other quick metaphor around that it's like, what is link building? Mm-hmm. It's like, you could look that up on YouTube as well and, and try to learn different, Different ways people position link building, but the way I like to position it is it is your network. Think about people. Mm-hmm. Like you and I meet in a Starbucks. We're complete strangers. We're going to have less trust than if we met at a you know party or wedding and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, 50 of my favorite friends and family and they're all vouching for you? Well, we have more trust now. Right. And Google's the same. It's like Google may not know that your site exists, but if we can go link build and surround you with tons of other people that Google already knows and trusts you're going to do a lot better on their search engines. And and we would also link build to those blogs or whatever the conversion page is. So that's one of the biggest ones I've seen. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: I know. I love your metaphor. Like that just broke it down so simply. Like that was perfect. Thank you. <laughs>
1: I, <laughs> I make them up on the spot sometimes, but I'm glad.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was awesome. And <clears throat> again, like I said, it was very the, in a simple way. to like easy to digest. So people that are listening that aren't quite Sure. Or, you know, sure. understand, like that was an easy way to understand it. I love it. Um, well, awesome. Um, so what kind of like apps, and I'm sure you guys have a lot, <clears throat> like tools, you know, software that y'all use that like you just love in your business?
1: Sure. So yeah, in the SEO space alone, and just to kind of add to, to your last comment, like, I think the the complexity of the verbiage people choose to use um, leads to or can be perceived as spear marketing. And that's a big turnoff for people. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you're going to come talk to us at nuclear and, you know, it's meta tags and title description errors and a 60 page report of, you know, JavaScript parsing opportunities. And it's like, what?
0: Are you speaking (laughs) Greek? Like, what are you saying?
1: Yeah, Yeah. Look at any other customer service relationship. If you go into a med spa or a dentist or, chiropractor or really anywhere they're not going to talk over your head with like you know 15 years of school and right. they're going to try to make this complex and make you feel welcome and and so anyway it's just something that i agree with you on there and i think that's also a barrier to entry for people to even give this stuff a shot because it's confusing and who wants to pay for something they don't understand right and so um yeah in terms of tools and some of these are free by the way uh, at least for a couple times uh when you use them but like many SEO companies, tools that are popular in our space are Ahrefs, and you um, can like spell that, it's A-H-R-E-F-S.com. You can put in domain uh, you know, information there and you can see what people are ranking for. Now, the user experience or the UI on some of these platforms may not be um, super friendly <laughs> to <laughs> people because there's gonna be like tons of data. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, other, maybe other more friendly platforms are like spy So it's spyfu.com And that just shows you really simple stuff. It's like, what does Google think you're ranking for? How are you comparing with your competitors? And, you know, are they, some of the answers that I like that, you know, a user could easily see is, is marketing working for other people that are doing it in my space? Like before I spend any, any money at all, let look, they've already spent the money. Just go kind of spy on them. And that's, it's called spy food, right? So it's, see if it's working for them and and if it's important to you and you'll get some information out of there. Um, a last one that that I really like, and by the way, I could give you like 20 tools, but
0: um, (laughs) well, and I like that your background is coming out on that one too.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So like, yeah, the majestic.com
0: is one
1: that I, I like now, Here's the interesting part. If you don't have a subscription, they're gonna hide half the stuff from you. Uh. These these other sites, by the way, if they're like, hey, sorry, you've already done three searches, uh, search it incognito, use a VPN. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of ways to kind of get around that. And uh, so incognito for Chrome users, um, that can work sometimes. So Majestic, they hide a lot of the information, but what Majestic will do, whether you do or don't understand SEO, is you can go to majestic.com and you can type in your website. And what this is gonna do is, it's actually gonna speak a little bit more to um, that backlinking conversation that we were having and like, how mm-hmm. that's the most missed thing. And so, if you type in your website there, you're gonna see a couple different metrics. Um, you're gonna see a link graph, which is like a tree root system. I use metaphors a lot, but it's like <laughs> for as long as you've been online how well have you been doing, you know, link building? Like how right. old is your tree? If you've only got a couple little lines there, it's probably young. For those who actually look it up like this will make a lot more sense. It does look like a tree root system. Yeah. Um, then you're going to see three other metrics. So one is citation flow. It's basically just a number they assign to you that represents that tree root system. So instead of a picture, it's a it's a score, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is trust flow. Oh. So... Citation flow is like how much work have you done, and then trust flow is how much work that you've done actually matters. <laughs> how much it's trustworthy? Because there's certainly the wrong way to build links. Please do not like anybody listening. <coughs> don't go find where not work and buy links. Oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, I get those emails a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, if this is coming from a Gmail.com, which I never buy lists <laughs> yeah. anyway, like emails, you know, links, any of it. I'm just like, I trash it. But it's just like, I know I'm sure people fall for that. Sadly.
1: They do, and look—that's because they're like, "Hey, somebody said I need links, and I can get people over here." Not all links are created equal, just like relationships with people. Right? If I hired tons of people to act like my friends, you're not going to trust me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Need to be like real, valuable relationships there, linking us together. Uh, And by the way, your comment—I don't want to go over that. Like any business owner that's still using a Gmail, (laughs) please get off Gmail. Like honestly, anybody in the business world, it kills trust. If I get if I get any type of sales pitch from a Gmail, I hit spam. Yeah. So I, at your.com. And, and you can still buy Google Apps for work. If you like the Gmail interface, that's what we use. Mm-hmm. Still log into Gmail and stuff, but it's at your domain.com Anyway, so the most important part of Majestic, outside of like the tree root system thing we talked about, the mm-hmm. citation flow, is the amount of links you've done, trust flow, which is how much of your work is actually trustworthy, is the topical trust flow. So this is where they're actually going to spell out. Great. Thank you for giving me 17 points or whatever your point system is. Who does Google think that I am? Who do robots think that I am? Humans know who you are. If they can find your website, they can read it. they're like, Oh, great. This is a bakery down the street or mm-hmm. this is not a of dealership. What do robots think of you? And when you start reading through these, sometimes they can be embarrassing. <laughs> like, Seriously. And, yeah. Um, it's strange. It's like you might be an automotive dealership, and you're going to see dentistry show up, or law, or you know, financial services. And you might say, "We don't do that at all." <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> based on the links or the people you're surrounding yourself with, this is what bots think you do. That is hurting your ranking. Wow. Like, yeah. So that's like an entirely separate world. I've I've gone through a lot of other pitches at SEO companies and more and done conferences, and people don't really talk about this. It's always Content link building, but it's like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: well, what does Google think that you are now? Because if they think you're a gas station and you're actually selling, you know, couches, <laughs> you're, we're already off to a bad start. So like, let's disavow some of those negative links that may not have anything to do with your company and replace them with links that are really niche to your, your area of expertise.
0: Oh, I love that. I can't wait to go Google my website after, or like go to Majestic and put my website yeah. in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I hadn't even heard of that. Um, so that's amazing. Like that's so helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a different way of looking at this world and it, and it kind of makes more sense at that point because what people do right after Googling themselves is they'll put their competitor in there mm-hmm. and they'll go, shoot, like bots know what my competitor does, but they don't know what I do. Like, how do I fix this?
0: Right. And
1: that's the entire link building conversation. That's not typically covered under content. So
0: right. That they should come talk to you about.
1: <laughs> they, they certainly can. I I'm, don't I'm <laughs> have to be too pitchy, but yes.
0: Awesome. Right? No, no, I think it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> like everything you've shared has been so helpful and um, yeah, people that really need the help and, mm-hmm. you know, aren't sure where to get started. Like you're a fantastic resource.
1: Yeah. Well, look, I'm happy to educate for free, even if we're not a good fit to work with, you know, Tyler at NuclearNetworking.com. you know, I'm sure we'll have things in the links, but the biggest takeaway here is specifically for those people who have already hired other SEO companies, they're like, I've been doing this for years and I haven't seen any results. That's who should be listening to this because it's like, if you've been paying for a lot of content and doing these things, which are good things, Mm -hmm. this might be that one piece that you're missing. And guess what? If you get this right, all that content that you've paid all that money for will actually be crawled. And now all of a sudden it matters and it's not a waste of your investment. Um, And so,
0: yeah. I love that. Um, my next question, <clears throat> I kind of feel like I might know the answer, but, um, what is y'all's favorite or most effective way that you market your business?
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. So this is different. Um, and I'll just let, let everyone into the agency owner's world. So the only people who share our pain or other people who do are like, you know, personal injury attorneys or web design companies, you know, complementary verticals. Why? oh my gosh, if we go out and run paid ads, it's like 20 to 30 bucks per click. Yeah. Whether people buy or not, it's extremely competitive and extremely expensive to advertise. And as you can imagine, we used to rank, I mean, we ranked first for like Denver SEO company and all these terms that you you initially go after right out of the gate and we won, right? And so it's like, well, great. That's a great testimony. What we do works because look, we're showing up for our own terms. Mm-hmm. And while that's great, you find out later that most of the search volume, which is just a fancy term for how many people look for this per month, are actually people like me and SEOs trying to see where they rank. And so you, <laughs> wow, that was worthless. Uh, we've got a couple clients and they don't fit our budget scope or what have you. And so now we're going after national terms, but um, it's so it's it's highly competitive and highly time consuming. Mm-hmm. And so one of the best ways that we've really Uh, generated a lot of clients. Of course, there's like national qualifiers. Like we made Inc 5,000 list. We actually scored top 5%. We're on Inc 500. You have all the reviews and all the the check boxes, right? Mm -hmm. That you should look at. Are you trustworthy? Yes. Okay, great. Um, Outside of that though, it's really relational. Mm -hmm. Really. At least in our space, because we're not selling products um, in in the same sense where you can buy an iPhone or or whatever you're into buy and, and then, it to you. It's a relational driven service. Frankly, depending on what space you're in, it can cost money. It does. And
0: yeah.
1: interesting question. It's like, I'll, I'll talk to business owners and I'm using generalities, so I hope nobody <laughs> like <laughs> talking about them. But if you talk to people and you are like, look, I want to make 40 million a year and here's my product.
0: <laughs>
1: does anyone know your product exists? No, not at all. <laughs> well, who are your competitors? Oh, Target and Walmart? Okay. Well, they're spending a hundred billion dollars. You know what I mean? Right. And now it's like, well, what's your budget for marketing? Well, it's 400 bucks a month
0: <laughs> yeah. so,
1: for me, just in general. And, and this is not rude whatsoever, but if I could spend 400 bucks a month and make a million dollars, I wouldn't be here.
0: <laughs> <Right. I know. laughs>
1: That's not reality. <clears throat> like, you have to build An entire strategy and market test and AB test and build brand equity and brand trust. And there's a lot of components. So, so for us, like relationships are really key. And so mm-hmm. YPO and EO, which is, you know, local business groups and frankly, just offering free education. It's like, I think, you know, there was a president of our local EO chapter. He's Australian and he's a super great guy. And, um, you know, he would tell people if they didn't get the value of what they were looking at from the market. He's like, if you want the love, you got to give the love, man. <laughs> and so it's like, basically that means just give
0: yeah just the community
1: educate for free be there as a resource it'll come mm-hmm. um, it's it's the schmuck you know like hey i'm only here to help you if you buy something for me it's that's not going to build trust and yeah. so that's kind of how we lead we just try to lead with education and relationship and most of the time people are like i've never heard it put that way like this this actually is starting to make sense <laughs> like if it's a good fit for me and then you show them that for free too and I don't know. It's it's got to be a partnership, you know. And so, I don't know. And and drinking uh, champagne on a podcast is one of my newest ways. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's just loving on other people, and I don't mean it to sound cheesy, but genuinely, like everybody's running a business is hard. It's yeah. really hard, and then getting clients and then keeping them. And so, if you can have a partner versus somebody that you think's trying to get one over on you, yeah. that is a game changer.
0: Yes. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Um, and yeah, I, I, I love that you said that because it, a lot of, you know, I don't feel like a lot of people lead with that same kind of philosophy, which I'm the same. I'm like, I, even if you're not going to use me, like, I just want you to understand it. So, you know, so you are able to make the decisions for your business, you know, without someone, you know, may, whether or not they're maliciously going to lead you down a wrong path, you know, like, so you have the power, you know, because you've started a business, because you love what you do or you love what you sell. You love helping the people that, you know, you love mm-hmm. helping. You didn't start a business to market it, you know, like a of, apparently a lot of people hate doing that. I'm like, what? Marketing so fun. But um, we're all built differently. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, um, like bad experiences, you know, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> totally. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, and for the longest time too, like I think uh, people, we, we tend to get up like caught up in – you know, content, and social media, and email, and all of the things which are great, and they do all have their place. But like referrals are huge too. Like a lot of my business has come from referrals, and you know, sometimes that those get overlooked. You know what I mean? But if you can really, you know, again, like you said, create and nurture those relationships in a genuine way, then it's all going to come back.
1: Yeah, look for for agency. Not even just agency owners, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: if you're it, you know, anyone listening to if you serve multiple businesses, your value is not just in the services and deliverables and customer service that you offer, but it's also this network that you're building.
0: Yeah.
1: The reason we're called nuclear networking, not nuclear marketing is because network defines net worth, right? There's power and proximity. And so if we're successfully growing organizations, even if they're in sign manufacturing or they're dental, the likelihood that my you know, 350 other clients could also benefit from this individual in my network is pretty high. And so now you can kind of start like introducing people to each other and creating this consortium or this family of trustworthy people where everyone kind of works in cross-benefits. And I love the cross-marketing piece. I'm like you very clearly, you know, you're a networker and and I just love that. I like introducing people to other people and if they use their service, great, but if not, like having a resource for everyone in need, who's trustworthy, that's the most important thing to me.
0: Yeah. I, I'm the same way. Like I just, I get so excited sending like intro emails to people. Cause I'm like, Hey, now they get to like know each other and benefit from their strengths and, you know, and help with their weaknesses.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Awesome. I love it. Um, so my last question, well, before I get to your favorites, but, um, how do you like get out, you know, we all have comfort zones. We all love them, love to stay in them, but you know, as business owners, we have to get out of them. (laughs) So, and sometimes it's not easy. So do you have any tips on how you get out of your comfort zone to help your business grow?
1: I live outside of my comfort zone. So, (laughs) and, and I firmly believe this and it's not, not attractive for a lot of people, but I don't believe people grow when they're comfortable. Yeah. So, if you're not look like one of the basic things that you can do is try to insert yourself in larger network groups of highly successful people and probably people far smarter than you are because through osmosis or whatever you want to call it, it's (laughs) going to rub off and you're going to meet people and putting yourself out there is key. And I did that wrong for several years and I worked heads down and, um, you know, I was successful in my ventures, but it's like, just basic quality of life for one like especially after the you know the last two years that everyone's gone through mm-hmm. like networking and being social is like a key part of being a human and and then secondly the amount of knowledge that you can obtain or learn in a short period of time from talking to a stranger who who has expertise in a specific niche can save you like four weeks of reading <laughs> yeah <laughs> just a smarter way to learn. And those yeah. who I surround myself with in my life, it's like, look, I'm going to go to this thing. And yeah, I'm going to fly to Palm Beach, or I'm going to go to West Palm Beach, Florida, and I'm going to do A, B, and C. It's like, man, isn't that, isn't that kind of a long stretch? It's like, yeah, but who who will I meet there? Like yeah. that one person, and, and I can name many, I'm sure you can too, but it's like, that one time you said yes to coffee and you met so-and-so's friend who wasn't even supposed to be there and now all of a sudden you have 50 new clients. <laughs> trace it all the way back to that one yes. And so that's that's what I would encourage people to do is just try to say yes more, get out there and be more social.
0: Yes, oh, I love that. Have you ever read um, The Year of Yes by uh, Shonda Rhimes? She's the writer of Grey's Anatomy.
1: I've not, but I've watched Yes. So
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a really good book. It, it talks about kind of like what you're just saying, like saying, yes, she made a commitment for like a year because she always said no. Um, and it was just really interesting seeing or reading along on her journey. Um, so, yeah, it just it made me think of it.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm writing it down here, actually. So do you do Audible or do you, do you read, read? <laughs> Yeah,
0: I love read, reading. Um, and I actually started a book club from this podcast based on um, favorite books books but I have run out of time so yes I I've always hated I, I'm not a audio learner I like to read but I don't know and I, I run every morning so I'm like all right two birds one stone <laughs> like I'm just gonna have to get over it and so now yeah I'm all about audible on my runs sure. but I do love read reading when I get the chance because I love books <laughs> and I love the smell of them
1: <laughs> yeah yeah the the leaves blowing as you flicker through the papers and- yes <laughs> it's just a
0: totally different experience for sure
1: yep yeah
0: <laughs> um what's that
1: read I mean, reading that should be like <laughs>
0: they're so like how much how much champagne have they had don't you know, right. like, yeah <laughs> um so yeah that leads me into my next question which is kind of like five favorites five quick favorite questions um what's your favorite book
1: so I have many all the time. And as I gain new information and I find it really insightful, kind of like music and we all like the spice of variety in some mm-hmm. way. So I'll be like, wow, this sounds amazing. In the next month, it might be something else. But right now, Atomic Habits. So I like the habit stacking concept. It's exactly what you actually, noticed, which is like, if you're already running and you're trying to maintain balance in your life and work on physical health, or you're stuck behind a windshield for an hour a day, make use of the time. I listen to podcasts. So yeah, Atomic Habits is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I read that last year from a um, recommendation on this podcast. It's amazing. Like, I love his take on it. You know, like just improving the 1%, you know, in a year, that's 365%. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's right. Because I think, you know, in my experience, I'm like, I have to do this, 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 and I get overwhelmed. So just knowing that I adding something a little bit here as I go has just been awesome.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of founders, just really quickly, like we tend to actually take on too much.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: so it's that habit stacking thing is great. Like setting boundaries for your life first and then like trying to cram as much as you can to utilize the time, but without burning <laughs> <putting> yourself out. <laughs> so.
0: Totally, yeah. It's always like a balancing act, right?
1: <laughs> it is, it is.
0: Um, what's your favorite drink? It could be anything.
1: Favorite drink? Uh, right now, I'm really into gin. Like mm. heavy and you know call me stupid but i just found out gin is just vodka
0: (laughs) what i didn't think it was just i thought it was like a whole other type of alcohol
1: the way that it's made check it out you should look it up
0: oh okay i've never liked it reminds me of like what is it Uh, like spruce trees or something i've never really been like a liquor drinker (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, So here's the cool thing about gin and what makes it gin. It's like you're tasting the juniper berries, but
0: that's what it is. Okay,
1: you can, you can like make your own gin pretty pretty easily. Like high value vodka, you can soak it, and you could do like a Christmas gin. You could do like nutmeg and cinnamon and pears, and oh. that could be gin. And so anyway, somebody out there is going to correct me, you know, who's spirits, <laughs> but that's my thing. I'm like, man, I love drinking like floral botanicals. Like it tastes like I'm drinking the earth.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I'll have to try it again. Um, Yeah. It's been like years, but I don't even know college years. So a long time. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, Awesome. Well, yeah, that's fun. I I learned something new too. I had no idea. Um, What's your favorite thing to do to relax?
1: Man. So different types of relaxation, I'd say completely unplug. Mm -hmm. Um, I like being in nature and not not necessarily the nature you have to work for. I know there's like especially in Colorado, it's like let's go hiking. I like, want well, to relax. I don't want to like climb, you know, a 14er right now. Right. But um, two favorite places are either the beach, obviously, which I know is like a generic answer, but just totally trying to disconnect and shut off, which is hard to do, shut off your mind. The other mm. would like my dream home right now would be to have property in the mountains and maybe be at the foothills. So my backyard is a stream, tons of trees, some prairie grass, and like just complete serenity. And if I see some elk, great, you know, and but just kind of getting away from the concrete jungle we all probably work in and getting away from these electronics and just,
0: yeah. Yeah. So. I, I think I'm like 100% with both of what you just said (laughs) like I love like we live um right on the Columbia River so it's not like it's a beach beach but there's sand and sun in the summer which is good enough for me and like you said just kind of unplugging mentally which is again like you said hard to do um but yeah that's my favorite place and yeah I live at the base of mountains which is great for me like I just like looking at them I don't necessarily want to be in them but I just like to see them
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's like real art yes exactly (laughs) you know if it was a mud puddle i'm like yes i'm at the lake
0: (laughs) (laughs) splash around in here
1: (laughs) uh colorado is much more beautiful in in many areas but we still have the water thing down so yeah (laughs) (laughs) a lot of oceans (laughs)
0: here awesome and we're um oh yeah so what's your favorite thing to watch
1: uh as in like types of tv shows or movies or Mm -hmm, yeah tvs
0: Hmm. movies, yeah anything Uh, if you do some people don't.
1: Yeah. Um, I Documentaries, I guess. Um, I love documentaries, but on the same turn, I'm going to give you a couple answers to cheat. I love, <laughs> um, I put a high value on like quality of picture, 85 inch or above surround sound, fully immersed in your basement, cold, dark, watching <laughs> like Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or, you know, fantasy, any, pretty much any Star Wars things that Disney produces. So I, I like that stuff too. I'm kind of a big kid. In
0: that. yeah. Way. Well, they're so fantastic at, you know, the storytelling and the visuals and, you know, all of it, the whole experience. Yes, I agree. (laughs) Uh, Awesome. And lastly, what is your uh, favorite place to travel to? Might be the beach or the mountains or somewhere like Italy or wherever.
1: Yeah. um, My favorite place to date is actually Israel. Oh. So if, yeah, the landscape's interesting, like anybody listening from SoCal, like it looks similar in areas to parts of California. Like we just went to Calistoga and Napa Valley did a
0: mm-hmm.
1: wine. It reminded me of that too. It's, it's this odd mix. Like there's a lot of vegetation there, but it's like, I don't know, <laughs> a <lot> of like <laughs> sand or sun or dirt. And I don't know, but it, it, it was, it was great. Um, yeah. There's a lot of like agriculture there. There's not really a lot of industrial anything other than maybe the Dead Sea, you know, where they're mining dirt. Taking salt for facial products and more. Mm. It's just a lot of greenery and hills and beautiful flowers and fresh food and good people. So
0: that sounds amazing. I wouldn't honestly have thought that. I was thinking in my head, like desert kind of.
1: I, oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you might, I don't know. Like at one point in time, um, one of their major exports was flowers.
0: Oh, wow. That's awesome.
1: Tons of vegetation there. And there's a really cool way that they do re- like, uh, this farming and I it's they're on kibbutz and you'll have to look, look all this stuff up. And it's like, it is, I mean, it's very much is a desert climate, but they cracked it. It's like how to grow tons of food in a desert climate and recycle water. And it's really cool.
0: Yeah. That's um, humans are amazing. That's, that's yeah. so cool.
1: We're yeah, we figured it out.
0: yeah <laughs> totally. <laughs> They've been there long enough, you know? Um, <laughs> Yeah, I got some Googling to do and some majesticing to do after this. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome. So can you share uh, your website, social media, wherever people can find you to connect with you more?
1: Yeah, nuclearnetworking.com. Uh, we have a shortened one, Nuknet. So N-U-K-N-E-T.com. Um, I'll post a lot of stuff on my LinkedIn too. So, you know, I will just give everyone... Uh, in advance, kind of a warning, like LinkedIn, I get sold stuff so much. Oh
0: God. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, ridiculous.
1: I might miss your, <laughs> like Tyler at nuclearnetworking.com is the best place to reach me. I might miss your message, but I post a lot of content on there, um, you know, and just just free learning information. I'm a part of the EO chapter in Colorado. And so any free learning I can give away, just try to push it. We're, we're all trying to be successful business owners, right? So, yeah.
0: yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, I'll put those in the podcast notes for sure.
1: Great, yeah, I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, well, this has been such a fun conversation. Um, I knew it would be, but I'm just really glad we were able to catch up again.
1: Yeah, same here. Yeah, thanks again. Like, it's uh, yeah, I've never never done uh, you know, a podcast with champagne. I think <laughs> be the new norm. Making yes, new pitches, everything. Just champagne. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Now, <And> when somebody <laughs> writes you now, you're like, I don't know. Can you ship champagne? I mean, that's my you know. Exactly. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey, guys. Hope you enjoyed the episode and had some good takeaways. Uh, If you haven't left a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen, I would totally appreciate it. So if you have a minute, um, that would be great. If you need any free marketing tips, I've got some on my website. So feel free to head over there, um, nb.marketing, to grab them. Have a good day.